Hey everyone, welcome back to the Studio Experience Podcast. It's time for episode 14 of season 3. We have gotten pretty far into this thing. It's been a lot of fun making the show. Sadly, as with the last episode, Joe isn't able to make this one, so I'm going to be doing this one on my own. And it's probably going to be a little bit short and sweet because I think this topic is really just a good reminder for those that have been doing this for a while, but it's also a good encouragement for those that are earlier on in the process. But today I'm going to be talking about getting back to the basics and the fundamentals of what we do really with whatever craft we are working in related to audio. I think a lot of us are probably familiar with the feeling, maybe if you're a musician coming up before you get into engineering, where you learn your instrument and you kind of get some of the basics down after you start, you know, fumbling your way through it a little bit. As time goes on, you start picking up more and more skills and you start expanding your vocabulary, so to speak, of what you can do with your instrument. And you start to get a little bit more into the technical side of things and things start getting a lot more detail oriented. You kind of get lost in the weeds of some specifics with certain techniques or ideas. And you're a lot more focused on these kind of micro details of things. And that's great. Like, it's really cool to try to perfect and kind of just expand your repertoire of what you can do with your instrument. And ideally, it's kind of just in the name of getting better at your craft and um, having more fun with it, I think. But I imagine what a lot of us are familiar with is, at least this was true for me, you get to a point where you start trying to do too much with your instrument, or in our case as engineers, you can kind of get to where you're trying to do too much because you have the knowledge that you can. And so you feel like you want to, you almost feel like you should whenever you don't know any better because this newer found knowledge is really exciting and appealing. And you think, Oh, I could do this in this way and it can really improve things. But what we can forget, especially earlier on in that process is that the really technical and advanced stuff isn't always what's necessary. And in fact, I think it can be appealing to try to replace fundamentals with more advanced stuff just because we think it may be necessary because we know how to and so we should. But in fact, getting back to the basics is more often than not what's actually required for any given situation. So I want to break that down a little bit in more than just the general idea into maybe specific areas that we work in in audio. I see this playing out in a number of situations, but I think an overarching idea is maybe when you're struggling, when you've got a challenge with something's just not feeling great, something needs a little bit of a different element to it. I mean, we can talk about different areas of what that may be, but I think that's a good time to really zoom out a little bit and ask a question of, are the fundamentals in place already? And are the basics covered? That's really the core idea that I want to focus on today. So let's start off with songwriting. It can be as soon as you know, you're beginning to even form a song, you may feel like the song is just missing something and it's not feeling great. It maybe doesn't have a certain emotion or maybe impactful moment that you want it to have, but rather than trying to get really complicated with, I don't know, I'm not a songwriter, so I don't have a lot of examples here, but before you start trying to compensate, I think that's maybe a key word here is compensation. 
ask yourself, is the core of this song even saying what I want it to say? Am I trying to make up for maybe poor songwriting thus far with something else to distract from that when in reality I need to rethink what am I even trying to say here in this song? What's the core idea that I'm trying to get across? If that's not already getting across in the very bones of what you've written, then it's time to reconsider. Maybe I need to approach this differently, say things from a different way, or maybe just try to think of a new overarching idea of how to present this idea. It may not be in the right package, if that makes sense. And so, yeah, compensating for a lack when you really just need to go back to the fundamental, to the core element of what I'm trying to do here. Is that already in a sound place or do I need to restructure that? I think the same thing goes for recording where, you know, you can learn all these kind of crazy techniques, mid-side miking and, you know, tons of different room miking techniques, or, you know, I've got all this different outboard gear that I can put on all these channels that I'm recording. I've got 20 mics on the drum kit and like the more we add options and the more things that we can do because we either have the budget for it or we have the knowledge of it it's tempting to want to throw all that in every time and you know like I say the example of recording drums with 20 microphones that might make sense for certain projects but there are a couple things to consider. One, you have to know how to make all 20 of those microphones work together harmoniously, which is no easy feat. So you really have to have a technical skill and knowledge to be able to make that work and do more good than harm. But it's also just a question of, is this song needing all these different kinds of microphones with all the different stuff that I'm trying to do with them? And it may be nice to have the options, but again, having more options isn't always the best option, so to speak, to move forward. And I actually find, I think this is another cool just general idea to take away from this thought is that sometimes limiting your options will actually make you come out with a much better product because you're forced to be a little bit more creative, say... I can only use eight channels to record, or I've only got these eight microphones or something like that. Or, you know, back to the songwriting example, I'm only going to do five word sentences or something like put maybe what seems like obscure limitations on yourself to force you to get a little bit more creative. What it's going to do is force you to think about what do I actually need here? What's the most important and valuable thing I can say or do with this space that I've got? And so that starts really making it back to, I want to make sure that the most important thing is addressed first, and then anything else outside of that can be that last 10, 5%, something like that, to really just help it shine and sparkle. But when you start from a foundation that's really rock solid and is the vast majority of what you need to accomplish, then it's a lot simpler to maybe add in some frills and thrills, so to speak, to make it even that much more embellished and kind of cool from a little candy on top kind of perspective. But yeah, I think that's a really valuable idea. Think about whatever you work on. What's a way that I can limit what I'm doing to not sort of overstimulate my brain with endless options or just way more options than I need? I know that idea applies when it comes to recording, mixing, mastering, especially if you're talking with digital tools, because man, it's so simple to build out 
a huge list of plugins, all different versions of, you know, here's all my 1176 clones, here's all my LA-2As, here's all of my limiters, my saturators, my clippers, all these EQs, you know, and it's like having those options in and of itself isn't a bad thing, but you have to weigh how much am I compensating for just having the core skill of knowing how to use an EQ really well versus, well, the only way to get this tone is with a different EQ option. That may be part of the equation, but honestly, the biggest part of the equation is you can get great results with stock plugins if you know what you're doing with them. And so it's a really similar concept here. Get back to the fundamentals of the tools that you're using Understand how to use stock plugins. Understand how to use cheap outboard gear if you're tracking through gear or mixing or mastering through gear. Honestly, I think the biggest thing is can you get great results? And it doesn't necessarily matter what you use to get there. So, with that in mind, being able to get great results with even basic fundamental gear or plugins or whatever is going to be super, super helpful in your process. So that you're not trying to compensate or distract from mistakes or shortcomings in other areas that really should have been addressed to begin with. And so talking of, you know, mixing and plugins and all that kind of stuff, I think a way that this sort of plays out of getting back to the basics is, and I know we've talked about this too a lot on the show, Joe and I have, that think about the core skeleton of the song. What really needs to be in place? Do you need... 20 different guitar tracks and this is kind of a production conversation as well as mixing or whatever else but it can be tempting to just throw a bunch of stuff in to try to make it interesting when maybe you just need one or two guitar parts that are really freaking great to sound awesome and be performed really well and mixed nicely into the track and boom that's all you need it's big and full with a guitar sound and that's so much simpler. It's not only less effort to try to come up with all these little frills and extra twinkly ideas if what's at the core isn't emotionally moving, isn't actually doing much, and so you try to make up for it by adding all these other things. Now, all of this, of course, is going to be a case-by-case basis where sometimes someone may want a lot going on or they may really like the sound of particular parts being stacked up and, you know, layered and panned out and all this different stuff. Like that's totally fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing whatever sounds great, but I think this idea, this episode at least is more about the idea of like, if you're struggling to get where you're feeling great about what you're working on, whatever it is, if you're writing or working on the audio Think about what's at the core of what I'm doing here. Am I really saying what I'm meaning to say here? Is the core idea translating? Is the feeling really getting through? If not, what can I maybe change about what's already here? Do I have the right starting point? Did I get the most important things in first? There's this concept called Big Rocks First, and uh, I don't really know where it comes from, but I've heard it years back. But the idea is if you've got a big let's say a bucket, and you're wanting to get it filled up with rocks, the easiest way to get it as full as possible is to put the biggest rocks in first so that the big space is taken up. And that's the most core fundamental foundational elements that need to be in the bucket. 
that then leaves cracks for smaller rocks to come in and fill in the gaps in between. They'll fall into the bottom. They'll sort of fill in all the space that's been left behind where the big rocks couldn't fill that space. And you're left with a very full bucket by the end because you took care of the big core thing first, which left room. You know, there's this 80-20 principle. You get 80% of what you need done first And then you can worry about the last 20% if necessary. Sometimes 80% might be good enough. It depends on what you're doing. But honestly, 80% of the right thing and 80% of the right thing quickly is way better than the last 20% first and then struggling to figure out how to get the rest of that 80% in this scenario of the rocks in the bucket. It's like getting that last 80% to fit in around the small rocks is so much more difficult. You're going to be overflowing because all the base was already taken up by stuff that wasn't supposed to be there. I hope that story and that concept translates, but the idea is simple. Target the most important things first. That'll get that out of the way. It sort of opens up your brain and just your time to then fill in the gaps that are left by the biggest thing that needs to be there first. So apply that to whatever you're working on. It can be recording, mixing, mastering, writing. It's all the same, basically. And again, back to the mixing idea specifically, you know, tons of plugins. Let's talk a little bit about that. Some people have the craziest, just long ass list of plugins and it can be debilitating. Honestly, you see such a long list. You think I want to add something to this track but you're not really sure what. And then you pull open this giant list of stuff and you're like, oh man, it's going to take me a long time to really like think through what I've got and what will work and tinker around with it and eventually get where you're trying to get. Same thing goes with like sample libraries. If you've got 300 kick drum samples that you're trying to choose from and you just go through each one, one at a time, man, that's going to take you forever just to get a kick drum sound. And then you're left with like such less brain power to focus on the rest of the drums and then let alone the rest of the production that you're trying to build out. So starting simple and starting with limitations can be really, really helpful. Let's take this drum programming example for a second. Even if I don't love the sound of this kick drum, if it sounds like a kick drum and I'm trying to produce a beat then I can at least start with a kick drum sound that's like kind of close. Like, yeah, it sounds like a kick. Great. Let's move on. We'll use that and build the full beat with whatever sounds are in front of me, pretty much. That way, if there's inspiration and you're just trying to get that beat laid out onto the grid, you can do that so quickly. You can come back later and tinker with stuff as you need to and get that final 20%. That's the, kind of the idea there is like getting the beat actually made is the 80%. Finding the specific sounds and exactly the way that they're going to fit into everything. That's the last 20%. And that can come in time, maybe in a different headspace, but trying to focus on all the details, all the options right up front, right out of the gate, that sucks all your creative energy out where when it's time to do anything else, you've almost got nothing left in the tank. So that's just another example of kind of that 80-20 idea, starting with the most fundamental thing. And then back to the plugin thing too, with limitations, I would encourage you, listen, if you're the kind of person that has tons of plugins and you're constantly searching for that next thing and always ooing and aahing about the new plugin that's coming out, here's the deal, man. EQ does EQ. 
Do they sound different? Sure, a little bit. And they function, yes, a little bit differently. And that's great. That's good. But if you can't get a solid sound with a stock Pro Tools or Ableton or Logic, whatever EQ that comes with your DAW, you need to be able to do that first before you have any other plugins, I would say. Because a new EQ plugin is not going to make you better at EQing. Figuring out how to use EQ with your ears is going to make you better at EQing. Want to take a second and just let that soak in. But the idea is you need to be able to get great sounds with the most basic setup. A stock EQ, compressor, limiter. You're going to be able to get good sounds if you're good at knowing how to use these kinds of tools. So maybe take a session one day and think about, all right, the limitation I'm going to put on myself is I'm only going to use stock plugins. What do I need to do to these tracks? Given the tools I've got with this constraint of only stock plugins, what do I need to do to make this music sound awesome? And I guarantee you, you can do a pretty good job if you just focus on getting the best results you can out of what is in front of you. And it's that same idea extrapolated into any other environment. You may say, what if I can only do a song that lasts one minute long? Well, you got to start getting really choosy about what words are going to be included, what words aren't necessary. And it really makes you focus in on like, okay, how can I get this idea in my head to come out in less than a minute? It really makes you think about, okay, what's the most important thing I need to do here? And I know a lot of this feels like I'm kind of just repeating the same idea, but I'm trying to just give some different examples of how getting back to the basics is really so important. And to kind of zoom back out to the conversation of, at least for me as a drummer, before getting into engineering, what I started realizing is once I returned away from the more technical, showy, flashy stuff to the simple foundational elements of drumming, I started becoming a much better player. That laid a foundation for when something really simple is necessary, I can freaking nail it. When I need to get something more advanced or technical, well, I've gained some of those skills, and so I can pepper that in as necessary, but the foundation will already be in place, and it's locked in. That's going to make for a much better musical experience. It's going to just make for a much better presentation of what I'm playing whenever that foundation is really, really solid. So taking that idea and putting it into what we do as engineers, it's the exact same thing that's true. If you get back to the core element of what you're doing, the fundamentals and a really strong foundation, if you get that in place, you're going to be so much better set up for yourself or whoever else is down the line from you to do even better work. And what's really great, I know a lot of us have probably heard this, but when you strip things down to their core, like if you take a song and you just sing the melody, if that sounds great, then it's a really great song. If it's an emotional moving presentation or performance of this song just with words, then you know it's going to kick ass whenever you add in really solid foundational production around that. And then you've got a little room left to make it sparkle even more if necessary, if it needs more technical stuff, if it needs a different tone of EQ or saturation on the master or whatever. All of that stuff is so secondary to just getting a really solid foundation. I'm not going to repeat myself anymore. 
I think the idea is there. So I really just want to encourage you, if you're a beginner or early on in the process of engineering or songwriting, whatever, just the music production process, be encouraged that the basics are actually really, really valuable and fundamental in getting a great end result in the music that we're trying to make. If you're an experienced pro and you've been doing it for years or even decades, be encouraged and reminded of the fact that getting back to the fundamentals is oftentimes what you need more than anything else. And that's really it. So I know it's kind of short and sweet, but I think that's really the idea. Figure out what is most necessary, focus on that first, and the rest is just icing on the cake. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. We're going to be back for a really cool episode in two more weeks. Joe's going to be joining me again, at least fingers crossed that should be the case. So we'll be back in two weeks with a great episode and we will talk to you then. See ya.